If you're looking for a snack that packs a punch, look no further than Avinola, a granola that can be taken on the go and it's so versatile that it can be eaten as a snack or as a meal. We love Avinola because of its nutritional content. Lots of granolas have a high sugar content, but not Avinola. This granola is sweetened with monk fruit, so it actually doesn't spike your blood sugar, and it's a great option for those who may be diabetic or looking for a low sugar alternative compared to other granolas. I mean, what could be better than a granola that only has one gram of sugar? Not to mention it's keto approved. So that means it's only got one gram of carbohydrates. And this is because it's made with lupini beans. And y'all, I have to tell you right now, I would have no idea this wasn't made from a grain because it tastes so good. So go grab yourself a bag of Avinola at avi-foods.com and upgrade your granola fix right now. Use our code PILOTSPANDEMIC for 15% off your first order. Hey, my name's Emma. Hey, my name's Maddie. And you're listening to The Pilot's Pandemic. Oh my god. Welcome back to this week's episode of The Pilot's Pandemic podcast. We're here solo obviously um and we weren't planning on doing a solo but I really wanted to do one because I wanted to pop in with all of our lovely listeners and just say what's up and that we haven't dropped off of the face of the earth but we have decided to prioritize our own mental health so pardon our breaks um but it's not like we're not producing anything. We're still getting after it every other day of the week or every, uh, pretty much every other day of the week, but every other week we've dropped an episode. So it hasn't been like we've been totally MIA, but we have taken a couple of breaks. Again, not going to go into the details of why, but just take it as like, I needed a mental health reprieve. Yeah, we need a little rest once in a while. I feel like we've been going hard for, has it been like over two years yet? It's hard to it keep has timeline. <laughs> and in between this time, it's not like we're doing nothing. Like we're still recording episodes with guests and getting stuff done. But um, yeah, I needed a break. A lot of things have been going on in my personal life. Um, a lot of good. <laughs> I got my horsey, y'all. <laughs> yeah. I got my horsey. Yeah. So we'll just start with that. So if you're following me on my personal Instagram, you know, by now I am fully back on my horse girl era. Um, I'm full horse girl, full horse girl mode, horse girl summer. Um, my mom decided to bring my horse who I've had, Lord knows I've had her for years. Like I have videos of her and my dad together. So she's been like a huge part of my life for a really long time, big part of the family. And my mom decided to bring her down here to me in Charleston. So that's what I've been getting up to pretty much every single day. I go to the barn and if I'm not riding, I'm just going and like bathing her and petting her and like picking out her little feet and braiding her hair. I don't even know, man. It's just been honestly the biggest vacation for me I'm I'm just in love like I'm in love and my the little girl inside of me is so happy right now the happiness is really shining through now that you have karaoke 
I know. And I told Maddie before this, I literally do not know what the fuck I would have done these past two weeks without her. And it's not like necessarily anything bad has happened, but like I've mentioned on the show before, being an early 20 something year old and like starting your adulthood is not easy. And I feel like over this past year, I've experienced a lot of loneliness, not even going to cap, not even going to be corny. I have a lovely boyfriend and I've made friends here, but it still doesn't negate like a lot of the loneliness that I felt. And I feel like I'm not flying. I'm not really doing anything to better myself besides this podcast. So having something to like wake up for every single day now is absolutely amazing. Not that I didn't have anything to wake up for before, but I just, writing has always been such a huge passion of mine ever since I was a little girl. It makes me so happy. And so, oh, do do you hear that? Are you hearing this? No. We've got a cat fight right now. And I feel like that's God just telling me to shut the fuck up. We get it. You love your horse. Hey, but it's good. I think it's like a little bit of like nostalgia, you know, like you've been doing it since you were a child. It's kind of how I feel about like playing basketball. Um, I know it's not a horse, but like every time I am able to like pick up and play like three on three or five on five, I just like you forget everything and you're just like really honed in on something that you love. So I'm happy for you, dude. I'm so glad that you have that. And that I also think you like to take care of things. So that's a big I thing. I do. You're caring for something. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Talk about what you've been up to because you're like in the thick of your flight training right now, which I absolutely love. I'm like yes. living vicariously through you as we've talked about. But just give me like the rundown. What have you been up to? Where are you at in your training? Uh, I am at, so I think I, yesterday I had a flight lesson. I think I'm at like hour 24, maybe 25. Uh, and I just, so the other day I just like added up my first page in my logbook. I was like, this is an accomplishment. I finished the first page, but I am still learning how to land. That is a huge deal. That is a (laughs) really, really big deal. And congratulations. I'm so fucking proud of you to stick with it this long is I mean, like the 24, 20, 25 hour mark, like to make it to that point, you definitely are like sticking with it. You haven't let like all the scary stuff bog you down. And that's like something to be so fucking proud of. So thank you. I did like, it's a lot, it's like overwhelmed the first 20 hours. And I feel like the anxiety of going up and like constantly learning something is kind of subsiding, even though I'm still obviously learning just as much, but my ability to absorb information is a little bit bigger, but I also just started studying for my ground school test. And when I, Jesse put the book in front of me, my husband, obviously he's a CFI. So he's like, you should study this. He puts it in front of me. I'm like, holy shit. Like I have so much to learn, but I'm actually doing pretty good with uh, memorization. I don't have huge test anxiety when it comes to like mark the answer. So that helps a lot. 
I think my anxiety will obviously ramp up when I have to take like my oral test and then you know the actual check ride I think like everyone says they puke like Emma you said that Jesse puked during his first check ride he had to come back and retake it so I'm just like planning on like the nerves to be there (laughs) it's still like really difficult for me to get the landing down which I realize like when we talk about people getting their solo in 20 hours it just amazes me I'm like they're either like born to be a pilot, highly skilled, like it doesn't take a lot for them to like get the skill of flying. But for me, it's just like, it's not a natural thing. And and Jesse and I were talking about that because for him, like with his dad and stuff, he worked on cars a lot. And so he kind of understood how a plane works and all the things that it does. And obviously he started when he was 11 years old. So that also helped. But for me, it's like growing up without my dad and then my mom remarrying when I was like, you know, 10 or 11. I didn't really grow up like learning about cars and things. So I'm not really someone who tinkers a lot. And I think that does help in flight training. If you're someone who just likes to tinker with things and learn how it works. I, on the other hand, like someone just to tell me what to do. So there's like just a difference in learning. And I think that's kind of why it's taking me a little bit longer than, but also I think it's just unrealistic expectation to get your, your solo in 20 hours in my personal opinion. There's just so many different factors, like depending on how you're raised, depending on where you live, where are you doing your flight training? What kind of airplane are you flying? How many funds do you have? Like there are so many different elements to that. Oh, I soloed in 20 or 25 hours. Like, okay. I think it's funny now that you've had that experience because I still to this day feel shame about the fact that it took me 70 hours to get my PPL. And I should not I feel, feel like that that's way at fast. all. Like, <laughs> I feel like that's fast. You're fast tracking it for sure. No. Uh, and I mean, I took my time with that, but like, I, I still struggle with things. There were things that just like took me a while, you know, that I was having to devote extra time and lessons to. And I think one thing that you're having to deal with right now is like, if you're at a school that doesn't have a lot of planes, if the plane goes in for maintenance, if the weather is bad and you miss a week you really do have to go back and almost relearn. So it's like, it really is a long damn process. And yeah, don't make anyone, and this is for you, for our listeners, seriously, don't let anyone make you feel bad for the amount of time that it's taken because everyone's situation is truly so different. Yeah, and I I think also just like being a woman in aviation, um, you feel like, you know, like you should live up to that expectation. But I think just like in a male dominated industry that there is a lot of that like flexing, like, oh, look at me, look what I did. I did this so quickly. And, and that shouldn't be what it's about. You know, like if you get your PPL, it doesn't matter how long it took, doesn't matter if you fail to check right or not, like good for you for going after it and getting it no matter how long it took. Yeah. Like the accomplishment is just sticking to it because it's, it's a hard thing to stick with. Like, it really is. It's it's not always satisfying. And yes, sometimes like being able to take a cool picture, cool video makes it like worth it. But a lot of the times there's so much that you don't see that's not put on Instagram and it's literal blood, not blood, throw up sweat and tears <laughs> and a lot of money. Like your head or something. I don't know. But yeah, yeah it's a lot of stress for sure. Um, I did forget to put in the notes like we I know that you wanted to talk about Osh with our audience. So I'll let you lead the way. 
<laughs> we're not going to Osh. Like simple. As that. <laughs> we're not going. So I, <laughs> I'm gonna be so real with you guys. I didn't want to go. I was probably the main catalyst of like not wanting to go. I feel like I really, Maddie, you definitely wanted to go. I think I kind of became a thorn in your left side, guys. I just, I don't want to freaking go. It's my birthday. I literally. Said it's my birthday. Like- That's the excuse every time. So we're never gonna fucking make it to Oshkosh because every time it's gonna be your birthday. <laughs> bitch for any of my vanderpump which i'm like for any of my vanderpump rules watchers <laughs> which is literally none that are listening to this but like this is so such a stossy schroeder moment like where I, <laughs> when it comes to my birthday even though i never do anything extravagant this will probably which we'll get into will probably be like the most extravagant thing i've ever done for any of my birthdays i, I can't wait don't do shit for my birthday, but I don't know. It was a little bit more than my birthday. I, Maddie and I have been planning on me coming out to Washington because I've not been to Washington. I have not gone out and seen Maddie yet. So that was a huge priority for me this year. I knew I wanted to do that. And just so happened that week of Osh was when we were going to decide to do it. Our original plan was I was going to fly either to Chicago, we were going to meet and then go to Oshkosh, or I was going to fly to Seattle, meet Maddie, and then fly from Seattle to Chicago, and then drive from Chicago to Osh. Anyway, you freaking split this pie, guys. It's a <laughs> big damn cake to swallow. Because to get there, not just the flying, which Maddie and I, no matter who goes what route or this, that, and the other, we're both flying on employee benefits. So it's like, you don't, there is no guarantee that you'll be able to get there is the first part. B, to get there, you are either going to have to fly it. Regardless, you have to rent a car. Renting a car is extremely expensive. It is not cheap. Now it's you have like to think about lodging. 300 bucks a day, yeah. So. Which is, I'm sorry, but 300 <laughs> bucks a day for, I'm talking like I am poor, y'all. Like it's I insane. am poor. That is crazy. That is crazy. I could only dream of making $300 in one shift. Like that is buck wild to me. Then, okay, so it's going to be two days of rental car. That's $600 right there. That's all you mm-hmm. have to say. $600 amount. Amount. Well, that's what I quoted. I was like, it's probably going to cost us over a thousand just for us to stay for one day. And it was like, do we want to do that? As much as we would love to meet people at Osh and be in that atmosphere, minus Emma, it's as much as I would love. Um, (laughs) I just was like, I would rather spend time with Emma here in Washington and us have time together because honestly, you guys, we don't get to see each other enough. It's not even fucking fair that we live on opposite sides of the country. It really isn't we need our time together and it can't always be around an aviation show you know an event and us and i know em and i as soon as we see the fa taking that fucking study uh we're just gonna get pissed we're just gonna be so angry like and i don't know it's just i wanted to go really bad because i wanted to meet people there and i kind of wanted to experience oshkosh but because it is just so freaking difficult to get there and it does cost a lot of money it didn't um, make sense for us to to go this year. And maybe one year we might go, but it's just so fucking hard. <laughs> I'm going to, you know, and one thing I've thought about is like, maybe we don't do Sun and Fun next year. Maybe we just do Osh and maybe yeah. that's more attainable. We, we save up that money and we do that instead, which yeah. I am so down for. Like 
regardless of my birthday, blah, 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 whatever. But like, yeah, it's, it's a little bit bigger than mm-hmm. that. I feel like for us. And just like you said, we don't get to see each other. We live on opposite sides of the country and Maddie and I like are like we're friends we tried not to become friends but we are (laughs) great friends and we get on about so many different things like we have so much in common outside of this podcast outside of aviation and there are things that like I want to do with Maddie that aren't fucking centered around the community you know so anyways we're not going osh um because the we longest way time together <laughs> also it's just like I have so many fun things planned for us that like going to Osh would have eaten into like four days of the time that Emma and I would have had together and those four days are very valuable and the things that we could do here because like I want to take you out on the water we're gonna go flying together we're gonna go to the North Cascades National Park we may go to Lake Chelan. Like there are a lot of things that we're going to do that we wouldn't have been able to do. And we would have only gotten like three days together instead of, you know, six. So I, although I really wanted to go to Osh, I think honestly, like I'm going to be so much happier that we decided to choose our time together instead of going there. I agree. I, I don't know why I felt so compelled to talk about this, probably because it's circulating the internet so much right now, but I, I have so many, I have so many thoughts. I say I have so many thoughts, but really I only have a couple, but I'm going to read you a little snippet from Complex, which Complex is one of my favorite, they're probably not the most reliable source of news, but for some reason, I absolutely love Complex. I follow them on Instagram. I read their articles all the time. They report on like, everything like i just anything from pop culture to politics complex is gonna write something about it so they said viral footage recently captured aboard a florida bound flight from texas shows a woman screaming at a fellow passenger that quote that mother As you've no doubt seen on TikTok, Twitter, and anywhere else in recent days, the clip shows the a woman making her way down the aisle on an American Airlines flight as she proceeds to make a series of remarks that ultimately led to not only an extended flight delay for everyone on board, but also a total deplaning. So... <laughs> oh my god, I'd been so pissed if I was on that plane, though. That's all I can think is like, bitch, like really you've been on TikTok too much, like talking about skinwalkers and shit. Like that's what everyone in the, okay, you go on TikTok and you look at the sound, like it's like the audio of her. If you look underneath that sound, there are so many people that are like knees deep in this whole, she saw the skinwalker. Like she, she is not hallucinating. Like she his 100% sober like she totally saw something and I'm like is the skinwalker what meth had to see yeah honestly (laughs) literally thank you for saying it because that's (laughs) what I'm thinking I mean I I'm sorry these are the the same people that believe in reptilians though oh my god dude I just (laughs) And I am really into some woo-woo shit. Like, I believe in ghosts. Like, I believe in UFOs. Like, but 
on an American Airlines flight from Texas to Florida, you saw Skinwalker. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Let's move on because literally I found an article the other day about United Aviate and I was like, whoa. I was surprised and not surprised. It was like two different emotions, but I think it's important to read because you know, a lot of pilots, student pilots are going into these airline pathways um, to get to the airlines and they, they're they not all good. Like, I think that everyone thinks, oh, this is great. There's a pipeline to become a commercial airline pilot, but we're not thinking about, you know, the bad side of things. And this, there was an article, a recent article in liveandletsfly.com. They shared a whole Reddit thread that a student, I think it was like a former student or someone who's in the program um, their opinion about the program and you're not going to hear this online because I guess like United wants to keep this close to the chest they don't want people to find out about it so this is kind of big honestly like I wasn't expecting this article to come out about United Aviate but I think when you guys are listening to this kind of apply it to any commercial program that any commercial airline is doing because I think everybody's probably having similar issues because these pipeline pathways are so new because of the pilot shortage. So um, I'm just going to read the article. It says, so remember United's revolutionary flight school, the United Aviate Academy. Yeah, well, it's kind of an absolute dumpster fire. What could go wrong when you put a $17 billion airline in charge of a large flight school? Well, apparently, literally everything. Pop the off school, to the editor. Yeah, the school is riddled with problems. I was like, oh, God, like, what are they going to say? And there's quite a bit of problems. So I'm just going to read, like, the first three, Emma, and then we can, like, have a little little comment about, oh, wow. about what I'm reading, and then we'll go on. So the first three are, they have hundreds of people who have been accepted that are waiting for class dates, but they are currently bringing in 10 to 15 students per month and even skipping some months. They are incredibly behind on their training timeline. Everywhere they state that this is a 12-month program, zero to MEI, which is a multi-engine flight instructor. But in reality, people are taking over 18 months just to finish their CFI, which is a certified flight instructor. And then the next one is another example of training delays. People at the academy are currently taking over five months to finish their PPOs, which is a private pilot's license. And of a class of 16 that started quarter one, 2023, only four have taken their PPL check ride as of the end of June. So big issues with the training and the timeline. So in my opinion, like they, I feel like the student pilots or whoever is going through these programs, they're feeling like deceived. Um, and one of the comments that I had read, a lot of them were like, wow, this pilot sounds like super privileged. Like you don't know how it was you know, 10 years ago. And while I understand that the training protocols are different, like you only have to get 1500 hours now and you could be an airline pilot. It used to be, you know, like 5,000 hours and you could be an airline pilot. Um, 
I think it's important to note like times are changing. So we need to get with the program and not be like jealous that students are not dealing with as much and like being and judging them for that. Because although yes, like this has happened in the past, I think if you're a huge airline and promising like these things happen in, in such amount of time that that that's what's to be expected. I don't think that's privilege. I think it's just like, if someone tells you they're going to do this, like that expectation needs to be met, especially from United Airlines. Yeah, for sure. I mean, don't market something as a complete promise, make a student sign a contract and then give up or give them complete control of your checking account for them to not come through on a promise. Mm -hmm. And there really is no excuse when it comes to a huge, huge, I mean, like multi, 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 multi million dollar corporation, like billion dollar corporation like United. There is just no room for excuses. But I kind of just chuckle when you're reading this stuff because it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, mm-hmm. there's not just a pilot shortage for commercial pilots. There is a pilot shortage. That means that there aren't enough CFIs. So there aren't enough people training people to get in the door. But it's like with all of these programs, like there are so many that aren't even affiliated with airlines that make these huge promises to you and then ask you for complete, basically complete control of your entire life and finances, just not to live up to the to that promise. And there are so many people that are, and students that are just gaslit into thinking, oh, well, it's a me problem. Oh, it, well, it's because of this. Oh, well, it's because of that. I mean, the amount of gaslighting that goes on at these schools is absolutely fucking insane. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So just some more examples of like issues that they're having. It says instructors are incredibly overloaded. Some instructors have as many as 11 students. And remember, all of these are full-time students. Students are promised five flights per week, but often capped at two to four because the instructors cannot legally fly enough. Speaking of overloaded instructors, management pushes CFIs to their limits, but also watches their every move and any minor wrong step like flying too much with certain students has gotten CFIs fired. Don't doubt that. Don't doubt it for a fucking second. And I guarantee they also hit them with the, I bet somewhere in that contract is you're not allowed to get a job or fly within a 50 nautical mile radius, because I've heard that so many times in contracts. Mm -hmm. Um, Last one is people are having to wait up to a month in between certificates due to instructor overload. So I guess they're getting a new certificate and then they can't go back into training for like a month or so because there's so much backup. Again, none of this like surprises me at all. It's like fascinating for me because like I didn't really think about like the the pipeline schools like having issues you'd think they'd have their shit together and like everything like buttoned up but obviously it's the same as any other 141 school um it it almost sounds like ATP honestly um but here's the next three that they listed they're not hiring their own graduates but are starting to hire externally which is like that happens everywhere too it's like you go through their program and they don't even fucking hire you which makes no sense um management is trying to hide all the problems for example they're having graduation ceremony ceremonies for those who finish cpl commercial pilot license even though the program doesn't end until you finish all your cfi certificates in order to make them look on time since people are taking 12 to 13 months just to finish a cpl 
Um, so, you know, just making themselves look better, their program better than, than it actually is that they're graduating people. And I, I do follow someone from United Aviate and she has progressed, um, with the timeline. Like, so it's funny because I've been watching this girl and then I'm looking at this, I'm like, oh my God, she's probably like one of the only people who stayed on the timeline. Um, but anyway, so the next one is UAA fosters a culture of intimidation. Many students have been let go after speaking out or complaining to higher ups for vague reasons. And therefore, students currently at the school are too scared to speak out. School management constantly has uh, all eyes and ears open for any sign of dissent or criticism and is looking over everyone's shoulders. Literally, this like reminds me of the HIMSS program. I've talked to my flight instructors, like it also like gives me ATP vibes. Like they're, that's, this is what happens at ATP school. So I don't know. I just, although I think they're much better at accelerating you through the program, they probably make you do things before you're even ready. Um, I just think the the training of pilots in any accelerated program uh, kind of is, it's not forgiving and they don't really care about you. You just need to conform how they train you. And that is very frustrating because like we said, we're all individual people and we learn in different ways. So I don't know. I guess I just like United is like the leading carrier. Like you think like that they care, like they, they provide such a good experience. And then just to see this, I'm like, this is why I have no fucking faith in the airlines, dude. Like, this is why I call them out all the time and say, you know, like, your airline is not your family. They don't give a shit about you. You're a fucking PR stunt. Anything that any airline does that says, oh, I'm woke in any type of way, it's a fucking stunt because they know they're capturing an audience when they do that. And so you always have to, like, read between the lines with them. And so I guess I'm just like disappointed because I thought United Aviate would be this like great academy and it's fucking not. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, you know, it's funny. I'm literally looking at my computer right now and I've got a 21.5 sticker. And then on the other side, it's the United Aviate Academy sticker. <laughs> I have that shit on my bag. I'm like, I need to rip that off my way back. <laughs> Dude, I, I cannot believe. Oh my God. It's so funny that those that was one of the people that we actually talked to at Sun and Fun. But mm-hmm. anyways, the downfall. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like they could save themselves from these kind of things. I mean, there really is no excuse. And it's like, if you're having a backup, if you're having a shortage, stop making promises. Stop making people sign these extremely binding contracts and then not fulfilling the promise. Like, it's okay to admit to the fact that you are struggling from a pilot shortage as well as everyone else. But to make people cough up the money that they're making and making people sign these like pretty little contracts and all of this is just... Yeah, Yeah. because I'm sure they give them, like, a scholarship of some point. Like, kind of, like, with the extent of how I think it goes, and I I may be, like, totally off base, but, like, with the one that's here that's local for the regional carrier Horizon, like, they do give you, like, a stipend, and then they allow you to go and get your hours, but you do have to come back. And if you don't, Mm -hmm. you have to pay, like, that stipend back, which is, like, $15,000. Honestly, not a huge, huge amount. But then they tell you, okay, you're going to have your class date at this amount of time. And for the pilot that I've recently been talking to is one of my CFIs. He keeps getting his class date moved back. 
And the same with my uh, SkyWest guy, that's a CFI for me as well. His state keeps getting moved back. So I know that this is an issue not only with United Aviate, with, but with other pipeline programs. So it's just frustrating because like you sign this contract and then you don't realize like, wow, this is really binding me down. Like I don't have a lot of choices um, and that's everywhere. So I honestly am just glad that I'm doing GA for fun. I don't have to sign a contract to get my training. You know, I'm not trying to go to the airlines. Um, it makes the experience a lot more relaxing, even though it's so stressful. Yeah. Anyways, we'll close out. I did want to close out with the end of this and read the rest of this article. So it says at this point, I it, I am convinced that United doesn't care about flight training at all. And wait, no, I missed something. Holy shit. I have to talk about this. It says oh, yeah. United Aviate Academy management is currently having internal casting calls for a primetime commercial that will be airing nationwide it says i think that shows where the school's management priorities <laughs> lie which is so oh my god like woo! <laughs> mm-hmm. i don't really want to comment anymore because people are gonna be like oh my god she's fucking crazy but yeah it, it's just yeah whatever all right so at this point i am convinced that united doesn't care about flight training at all and the united aviate academy is just a poster child for its quote good leads the way end quote marketing message because whenever they talk about the school they only talk about how many women and minorities are at the school but they never discuss any actual flight training accomplishments or achievements oh dude whoever wrote this was coming for their neck like yeah this is cutthroat says i speak today on behalf of many uaa students who unfortunately cannot speak about this openly for the above stated reasons hopefully if someone is considering this school they will see this and think otherwise and also maybe get this information out there will foster some change at this school can we go back to like that first part though? Because I think this is actually really important. Something I've been seeing, I don't want people to, to take this wrong, but like the whole, like the good leads the way marketing message, because whenever they talk about the school, they only talk about how many women and minorities are at the school. Like that is something that I think people need to be a little bit more aware of that even though they carry like an LGBTQ flag or they're all about minorities or about women, that a lot of times it's really just like a marketing tool. But when you go back far enough or you look deep enough, they don't really care about you because they're not supplying like the foundation for you to succeed. Um, they just want to use you as a tool to to show that, oh, we're we're doing the right thing. Ugh. Oh, I can't say anything more on that because I'll get myself in trouble <laughs> and then I'll end up having to do so much editing and I'm trying to make this a turn and burn episode just so okay. Okay. set it and forget <laughs> it. So let's roll into like, uh, fun cues. Yes, do it, do okay. it, do it. <sighs> okay, so I want to, so I'm going to ask you these questions about me and then you're, and then the same for you. So like, what is your favorite thing about me? And then I'll tell you my favorite thing about you. Okay. My favorite thing about you. One thing that I always think about when I think about you is how much you don't give a fuck. Like when it comes to anything in public, like 
you're always your most authentic self. Like truly in the best way, it's Maddie's world and you're living in it. And that is (laughs) my favorite thing about you because I want like, as somebody who deals with like crippling social anxiety, I would give anything to be that kind of person. I think that's why you're a really good friend to me and why we make a really good duo is because you just are really, really forward. And there are times when I need somebody who is going to like bust down the door for me. So that is oh, definitely my favorite thing that. about you. You're like, you're We're so like scorpion the yin and yang. Yes. Mine is so easy. I'm sure every one of our audience members can agree with me, but like Emma is so good at like capturing you with a story. I could listen to her all day. She probably talks like 80% of the time when we're having conversations because I'm just always so captured by you. And I, you could talk about fucking anything and I will be entertained. That's like the number one thing. They're like, well, like, what is Emma like? I'm like, dude, she's so funny. Like she just has so many stories. Like you'll never get bored of her ever. So I'm so glad I I always say that too. Like the podcast would not be at the podcast without Emma. Like we would just would not have a good podcast without you. It wouldn't be without you either. We really (laughs) do have such a mojo. It is, it is super intense. Like even you, like you have your times where you just make me fucking laugh and I get a kick out of like the things that you're interested in. And I also think it's such a beautiful dynamic because you are older than me and having that generational difference is like so fun. And also the things that like, but it's still close enough that like, we can still relate on so many things. Like, for example, the Bath and Body Works vintage ass soap that I'm looking at. Oh my God. (laughs) But the fact that you're one of the only people who would get that, like, I just, I love you. I love you to death. (laughs) didn't I make you put that I was like put that on your skin and you're like yeah you wanted me to wash you wanted me to wash my hands with it and I refused (laughs) to do it I was like (laughs) I'm not I won't do it (laughs) oh my god I wanted you to use it so bad just so I could just like bask in it like it was like so nostalgic but maybe I'll use it next time next time we'll celebrate like that's how we'll celebrate a hundred episodes we'll wash our hands with my my 25 year old bath and body works glitter cherry bomb bath wash. i feel like we're gonna be at like 100 by the time you get here at the end of the month so just Should I bring it with me in my carry-on yeah. yes <laughs> bring it with you <laughs> oh my fucking god dude anyways okay so you asked me i'll ask you okay. you asked me and i'll ask you what is a quirk about me that you don't know unless you know me really well. Honestly, poker face. You've got a credible poker face. Did I have an incredible poker face when we were playing tennis together? Um, <laughs> not so much. Not so much. <laughs> I, now, physical things, not really quite that sure about, which we've never played basketball together. And I'll give you the benefit of the doubt that I feel like you'd probably be like so alpha <laughs> so like no dominating. dude I, i'd whoop your ass emma you would th- this reminds me of your quirk that nobody knows like emma comes off like she will beat your ass but she won't no i literally <laughs> will not i do emma you're like so cunning like emma will tear you down with her words like do not gonna fight with her a verbal fight with emma she will win she will cut you in half with her words yeah. But if yeah. you want to fight, fight and bring up your fist, Emma will fucking run the other way. Yep. Yep. That is so <laughs> true. 
That is so <laughs> motherfucking true. And that's why we're such a great combo because Maddie's quirk is she'll actually beat your fucking ass. <laughs> I, will. I am calm until yeah. like you tip me over my edge and then I'm like, I'm coming for you. Next question. What would me and you, our wedding theme be if we got married? Easy. Possible. Twilight. <laughs> Twilight. Oh Every single time I think of like us as people, I think of Bella and Edward. And okay. I think of like, I think of like, it's, it's honestly like an inverse. Like sometimes you're Edward, but sometimes I'm Bella, but sometimes you're Bella <laughs> and sometimes I'm Edward. Like, for example, who's the more dominating to- one? Well, like sometimes I imagine you like doing that spider monkey run through the forest and me on your back. But then there are also other times where like I need mamas and like I'm on your back and you're doing the spider monkey run. You know oh what I mean? God. So it's like an inverse. But I just imagine if we had a wedding, it would be extremely classy, like a very classy event. But mm-hmm. it would also be like extremely like nature themed. We're talking like a tree element. There's like definitely going to be trees and forest is what I'm seeing and lots of water. Like I see a lot of water and um, white and green. Honestly, like maybe like a, um, like a Narnia themed wedding. Wow. What do you see? I was thinking like more like barn, country, horse, but like with nature too, like lots of nature themes i'm digging the water tree theme because you know i love my water waters and tre- water and trees bitch. but i was like there's definitely got to be horses like yes somewhere in our wedding i <gasps> can deal i can deal with like a country wedding just Wait. because you're my partner i would do that for you our th- our wedding theme is literally lord of the rings <laughs> oh i love that no, you know, like the where like the um the fairy people are, and like how they're mm-hmm. always riding horses, and there's like waterfalls and these huge trees, and they're like yep, angelic. Yep. That's, That's us. That's us. That's our fucking yes. wedding. I love us so much. Marriage possible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when are you getting married? Ah, uh, soon, baby. You know, I'm gonna pop that question. It might okay. be a um ring pop ring, but your birthday. <laughs> It's going to be a ring pop ring and a mellow mushroom gift card, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We have to wrap up this week's episode because we are just cruising right into our next episode with a lovely guest that you will hear at, hear from at some certain point in time. Don't know when we'll let you know, but we do have to attend to them and send them a zoom link. So we're going to end this one out. I really don't think there's anything that I wanted to say other than like thank you for being patient with us again like we have been taking a couple of breaks it's not because we're not into it it's just I think sometimes we forget that like we have a life outside of this podcast and I've needed to attend to my life and one thing that these past couple of weeks has made me reflect on is like having a life outside of this podcast is so refreshing (laughs) yeah very rewarding so very rewarding and i'm honestly very happy right now so i've just i wanted to have a solo and touch base with you guys and just chit chat so i'm glad that you all joined us this week until next week keep the blue side up and the brown side down thanks y'all bye